And therefore, why not in the place where we spend the vast majority of our time, why can't we feel seen and loved and respected in that place too? Holding on, letting go. Holding on, letting go. Always know exactly when to fall. Believe, letting go. Always know exactly when to fall. Hi, and welcome to Knowing When to Quit. I'm Sarah Wyler. I'm a TEDx speaker, coach, and creative multi-passionate, and I've spent the last six years fascinated with our relationship to quitting. In this podcast, I invite people to share moments they wanted to quit, how they navigated the uncertainty, and what it taught them about what's important to them. Wherever you're at with your own quitting decisions, I hope you can keep choosing the people, places, and projects that really light you up. Thank you for being here. Today I'm speaking to Emily. She's a secondary school teacher in Yorkshire and when we met a few months ago she was really grappling with whether to stay in the profession. She was exhausted from the workload, the children and the families and was wondering if this was the right job for her. As many of you know, I also started my career in teaching and I've recently returned to education to coach other teachers. So in this episode, you'll listen to a coaching session between me and Emily, where we explore what she wants out of a job and whether she can truly be her authentic self in the classroom. I'm really grateful to Emily for allowing listeners a chance to listen in on this conversation. For some context, this was the first time we'd had a coaching session together but we had had two conversations beforehand to prepare for this call. The coaching style I use is mainly based on the coactive model and the coaching session is unedited apart from a few pauses that we have shortened for brevity. Finally, if you're enjoying this podcast and want to support us, there's three ways you can do that. Firstly, you can rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on that can help it get up in the charts and reach more people. Secondly, you can share this episode with others and help spread the word. And thirdly, you can buy us a coffee at ko.fi.com forward slash Sarah Wyler. Enjoy the episode. you so much for being my my coachee today no that's my pleasure we've got 25 minutes what would be a mm-hmm. really good outcome for you for this conversation where would you like to get to I think that where I find teaching to be the most difficult um what I find most difficult I guess about teaching as a career choice is this sense of when and when I don't feel valued and I think Mm. that you know we've talked before obviously just when we met about like that I'm I feel like I'm quite a sensitive person and obviously there are positives and negatives to that and I I really you know question sometimes whether I'm the right person for this job and um 
because you know there is obviously so much about it that we have to just accept is the way that it is but I'm I think I'm at a stage in my life and in, in, the, in the career that I've chosen where I'm thinking well hang on like is it could I find ways to feel more valued or put aside like well these things are making me feel crap you know like is there something about my mindset that I can change mm. or are they inherent to the job and and therefore do I then make that decision on whether or not it's right for me mm. that makes sense so it's something well what I'm hearing is like getting clarity in this conversation about what's important to you and whether those can be met mm, in teaching yeah. yeah exactly yeah exactly I wonder if we start with what you know that you need mm. and it might even be nice to close your eyes for a second and just mm -hmm. really connect with yourself and you know when you bring to mind a job where you feel valued Mm. like what do you even notice is happening in your body when you think about that gosh I mean it sounds too vague but to just feel loved to mm. feel seen you know I feel like that that's what that's what we all need in life you know full stop from all our relationships um and therefore, why not in the place yeah. where we spend the vast majority of our time, why can't we feel seen and loved and respected in that place too? Um, yeah, I feel like that's something that's always sort of been a bit of a recurring theme for me. I do struggle a little bit with this idea of like, yeah, like these boundaries and these walls that go up in your place of work mm. and like, why though I'm a human being when I wake up in the morning I'm a human being when I'm on my way to work why aren't I a human being when I'm at work I don't know so feeling like you can be authentic yeah definitely being my authentic self is huge for me that's come up um in my appraisal meetings recently you know I've just I struggled with that towards the end of last calendar year and, and I said I'm struggling it's killing me you know what can I how can my targets be? Can I just be more of my authentic self in the classroom mm. and what works and doesn't work there? You know, I, obviously I want to do my job right. I want to do everything right. But does that tie in with also just being who I am? And yeah. What what percentage of yourself do you feel you're able to be at the moment? With the classes that I've built, a good relationship with you know where I don't have to constantly cajole them and I don't have to constantly behavior manage um I would say actually I can be myself more so than not mm -hmm. which which feels really nice to be able to say because I think had you asked me before Christmas I maybe wouldn't have thought that um and maybe there's just a level of acceptance that's needed there actually because that that time frame works doesn't it you know of course before in the run-up from September to Christmas you are building those relationships and a lot of new students that you've got to get to know so actually yeah it makes sense um but yeah and, and I also recognize that that's about finding the school that's the right fit as well isn't mm. it you know and I need to 
only as you know as as a new teacher I'm only just sort of recognizing what is to do with a school what is to do with me what's across the board I still feel very inexperienced in that area um, and actually yeah. yeah in terms of oh I'm sorry no, no, <laughs> I was gonna say just in terms of when you asked what to get out of the coaching session I really appreciate your experience in that regard you know having been a teacher yourself but also I remember on the phone when you said oh well I hear this from these people too and I thought yeah kind of I was looking forward to hearing mm. you know from your experience how much is me and how much is the profession mm. and, and so on and it's focusing a bit on you to start with mm. so let's so we've heard a few things that you really need so the ability to be yourself or be your authentic self to feel loved to feel appreciated mm. to feel valued mm-hmm. like what else do you need in a job um I suppose in a job you want to feel like you're doing a good job don't you Mm. and I talked to um my line manager about the fact that I found it very jarring actually when I was receiving positive feedback and compliments it it felt so jarring because I I couldn't see it and I didn't feel it and she was the one that recognize actually maybe that's because you're not being your authentic self then you know if it's Mm. so jarring how how can you not see what we're seeing and it so that's really interesting you know because I I want to feel like I'm doing a good job um yeah that that's definitely something that I want out of work yeah what's the main thing at the moment that's making you even question being in teaching Mm. gosh feeling unappreciated Mm. you know I I really think it's it comes down to that and it can just be unfortunately and this this is my sensitivity it can just be one or two students you know where you know you've done absolutely everything you possibly can and they still don't trust you they still don't respect you or they still don't want to engage with you that can be really hard that's where I struggle to let go of the responsibility Mm. of that you know, even though supportive colleagues can can say it's not you, it's not personal, it feels it still, you know, and I still think, gosh, well, what, what am I not doing? What can I do? That, I think that for me, when it comes from students and when it comes from parents as well, I find it yeah. really hard when it comes from parents. So, so difficult. Um, yeah, it really, it really upsets me, to be quite honest. I, I genuinely get very, very upset. Sometimes in coaching, um, we I do a little activity with people around sitting with a, a feeling mm. I don't know how it feels how it would feel to do that just to like get curious about what's here yeah do you feel open how would you yeah, feel about it? Go and for it. just with this if at any point you're like this is too much I don't want to do it you can just let mm-hmm. me know okay but we'll get, I'll get you to close your eyes okay and then bringing to mind this feeling of being unappreciated mm-hmm. and maybe you want to bring a specific scenario that really felt like a kind of you know a high out of 10 number of this feeling unappreciated and just let me know when you when you kind of sense that feeling mm-hmm. I got it. <laughs> yeah so where does that live in your body like if you had to say a part of your body where you feel it the most mm. what do you notice 
it's like a I don't know if you can see where I'm it's like a sucker punch right here I um, can't quite see but just below just my describe... breastplate you okay. know just yeah yeah right there so it's not quite up in the heart space like in the chest space it's not in the stomach it's like just solar plexus so that's like yeah. your sense of power isn't it mm. okay and so I'm just going to ask you some questions about what this is and just mm-hmm. use your intuition like just see what see what comes here so mm-hmm. when you think about this being unappreciated that lives here mm-hmm. um what's it look like oh mm. I don't know I'm not sure how to answer that question and do you have a sense of like um whether it has a color or a shape in the the thing that lives there color was definitely sort of it feels black it just feels yeah yeah really Mm. really dark really like consuming like that kind of yeah yeah and do you have a sense of how big it is the size of like a fist (laughs) you know Mm. punching you right there yeah yeah fist punching and what's the kind of like material or consistency what do you what do you notice about it like a blob like this this blob. horrid blob just sitting there a horror blob <laughs> yeah yeah great oh, blob. good intuition yeah <laughs> and um is it moving or still like well like like a blobby blobby movement <laughs> you know just like <laughs> pulsating almost pulsating. just sitting right there like spreading coming back spreading yeah. coming back, you know so it's yeah kind of, it's alive almost yeah. yeah and when you look at it like mm. in fact let's just give it like let's take kind of 30 seconds and just observe it just giving it it was once some attention so let's give it some attention <laughs> this funny blob so what are you aware of as you watch it I feel like just I feel a bit aware of this softness to it you know Mm -hmm. that it's like I don't feel like it's a bad thing to feel it Mm -hmm. um I just feel yeah very aware of like that nature to it almost like water Mm -hmm. and I don't know why and I don't know what that means that's just that's just what I'm observing yeah. I guess um and I guess the softness of it and and, and of me like mm-hmm. giving it that attention it's like well I don't know it just I want to say it hurts to be honest it, it hurts mm-hmm. but it's like there's a gentleness to why it's hurting it's because yeah because it matters I guess I don't yeah. know does it feel possible to put the blob in your hand and like kind of take it out and just hold it it, it feels possible seeing as you've said it yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I'm just do. inviting you to imagine that like holding yeah. it in front of yeah. you and just also just feeling the weight of it and feeling yeah. what it's like to hold it what do you notice yeah that's that similar that sort of like um you know the description that I've given this sort of mm. like can you imagine like you know like a water balloon consistency yeah. you know yeah, that yeah. kind of where it's like it's heavy but it's got that softness to it and um yeah. yeah 
Yeah, it's very visceral what you're describing. Mm. Mm. What what does it want for you? This blob? Mr. Blob. <laughs> what does he want for me? Gosh. I don't know if I'm emotionally intelligent enough to answer that. I think like What if you asked and listened to the answer? Hmm. You can just do that in your mind. I just I feel like I feeling it when I feel that and when I'm paying attention to it, it's like, well, I don't know I feel a lot of acceptance for feeling it mm. um when I really give it that space and that time that's what I feel the most is like okay cool you feel that yeah good on you why not <laughs> wow. you know yeah like a real kind of equanimity and compassion mm, yeah mm. yeah so what do you want to do with the blob? Or how do you want to connect with it? I suppose I want to f I want to let it in, you mm -hmm. know, like rather than existing where it exists, like that sucker punch feeling. Mm -hmm. Be more soft to it, allow it in in a less painful way. Um which actually, you know, is kind of revelatory in the sense that I thought my goal would be to not feel it ah. but actually I feel like it's okay if I let it in and maybe it'll feel more comfortable if I learn to let it in in a different way so that it doesn't feel like that butt punch you know and it doesn't it doesn't knock me for six when it happens um yeah so how can you let it in be more soft mm -hmm. <laughs> just be more soft for it I guess yeah. And if you connect with the blob, like, is there anything you want to do with it? Or like, I don't know, like anywhere you want to put it? Like, how can you? Well, you know, yeah, you know, the water balloon sort of yeah. analogy. It's almost like if I pop it, but yeah. not in a not in a painful way. But if I pop it, that means it can absorb through me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you want to yeah. have a go at doing that. <laughs> you imagine yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. Just feel it soak in. Yeah, why not? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like a real... It feels like um, an experience that I could envisage mm. using. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, just, I'm just trying to envisage like the next horrid phone call. <laughs> With a, with a horrid parent and it's like okay I'll just yeah I don't know I can really envisage that now what's but... available to you when you allow this to be when you allow your whole self to soften through this what's available to me hmm, in terms of what yeah, who you get to be what you can access mm. in, in yourself mm. or with your pet with the parent I get to be myself, don't I? I get to I get to remain myself and I get to 
potentially, although I know, I, can, I know this will be easier said than done, but I get to remember in that moment that, you know, well, this person doesn't know me. And, mm. yeah, I feel like I had something then, but it's kind of got away from me. But when you said, like, yeah, yeah, I feel like that... The idea's got away from me a bit, but it's kind of like. What's the you... feeling then if the idea's gone? What's the. A little bit more. I suppose the feeling is, is a bit more resilience. I mean, it's not about not feeling it and it's not about water off a duck's back, but it's about remaining strong and not being punched to the ground kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we can start coming out of this experience now. If you want to give your kind of hands and fingers a shake and slowly open your eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just noticing what's here now in terms of the feeling of not being valued or needing, you know, which sounded like the thing that was feeling hardest about teaching. What are you learning about needing to feel valued in the teaching profession? Hmm. I suppose in this moment, I feel very accepting of it. You know, I think that, and that, that that means something because prior to this conversation, it felt a little bit like an either roar. It was like, you either have to switch off this need to feel valued in order to cope with teaching or what's the other, I mean, like I'll basically quit, you know? Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess in this moment, I feel like I don't need to switch it off. I want to allow it to feel different to the sucker mm. punch. Um, and I can I can find a way to do that, I guess. Um, that is possible, you know. That's, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, and what do you want to remember about the water balloon to take into your day-to-day? -day? I want to remember that it's fluid you know I can I can let it mm. absorb into me and that doesn't have to be overwhelming and it doesn't have to mean oh my god well there you go then I can't do it <laughs> um yeah just give it a little bit more space give myself a little bit of breathing space with that feeling I guess um you know, it's, it's a funny one because I can say that now and I'm just thinking, well, gosh, what about the next time it happens, you know? And Yeah. Yeah, it feels slightly, not unrealistic, but it feels slightly challenging when I really think about tomorrow at work and mm. teaching the lessons and teaching all those kids and just thinking like, okay, you know, but this is the other thing that I struggle with is actually I worry so much more when I'm not at school than when I'm at mm. school you know when I'm when I'm there most of the time it genuinely is fine um what happens when you're not at school then 
panic sets in <laughs> you know just like a sense of well all that can go wrong and then when you're teaching the lessons it's like oh it's all fine really <laughs> but I guess yeah panic of and also yeah panic because sometimes I feel like you're blindsided you know like I said like when students present to you with you know that the, just so much resistance and so much kind of um sometimes even animosity you know towards what you're doing and and why and, and you know it again you know it's nothing personal you can tell yourself all those things but it, it still can blindside you and I guess that's what I sometimes worry about when I'm not at school it's like tomorrow am I going to walk in and be blindsided by something yeah. um, so you're preparing for battle yeah yeah exactly which probably a bit of a stress response isn't it you know like you just mm. you feel like it's going to be a battle and it and it's not most of the time but it's like that's what your body space was doing anyway you know it's like mm. <laughs> mm. and I hear you on the like well you know you're doing this now in a space away from school but like what mm. happens tomorrow and I suppose on that I would just say that when we when we notice when we change our relationships with with feelings or experiences mm. it won't change overnight mm. but you have given your body an experience of accepting mm. the feeling of actually no I want to feel valued and exactly. that is okay yeah. I should, that shouldn't be a, a like too much to ask that's like that's really important to you mm. and you know, there'll something may shift. So I mean, might you know, even if it's just your awareness of it. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's also a recognition. You know, when a feeling, I've now given. Well, you have given me that space to like recognize that feeling, and therefore next time it crops up, it's it's a familiar place to go. Right. I mean, I would never yeah. honestly have even thought of doing that. Um. Yeah. I'm pretty kind of. Oof. <laughs> yeah I mean we don't know to do this do we like looking at, I mean and what I always find so powerful about this work is it doesn't take long mm. like you can spend like a couple of minutes or maybe even a few seconds and mm. your something shifts just because we give it attention and actually maybe part of the pain is the feeling you're not allowed to feel it yeah. rather than the thing itself and what I love is like how quickly you access that feeling of acceptance. It was so quick. Mm. And like the love that was there for this yeah. part of you when you just <laughs> allow it to be there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love and that. <laughs> you may feel with all of this that you still don't, it's still not enough to be mm. in a school, you mm -hmm. know? Now you acknowledge and allow yourself to want to feel valued you might be a lot more discerning about, will I feel valued here? Yeah. You know, like actually really ask for it. Like I want to be at a school where I feel valued. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get it here. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, is this too much to ask for? Yeah. It's completely reframing it. I, I really feel what you said about to be more discerning. It's, it's something yeah. that is a personal goal of mine, you know, even outside of work is to sort of, recognize a bit more and hear my needs and just go okay well should we change something then you know yeah. actually I think I heard that in your quitting podcast yeah um that kind of idea that recognition yeah no it's um it's kind of huge <laughs> hmm. 
and I know you've got a job interview this week for another school mm-hmm. what of all of this do you want to take into that everything <laughs> because something that I really recognize while I've been preparing for the interview is my tendency to so the way that I've been wording it for myself is like as if my brain tricks me into caring and I, and I don't think that's quite the right wording but it's essentially that I put so much effort into everything I do I'm quite a perfectionist you know and it, and therefore it's like hang on a minute Emily you nearly didn't even go for this job you nearly thought actually quick you know teaching's not for me right now and why do you suddenly, why are you suddenly, you know, like acting the way that I'm acting about this job? And I say acting, I suppose thinking the way that I'm thinking is more accurate. You know, this idea of like, oh my gosh, I must do this and this and this. I must. Whereas, you know, something with any job interview, you have to remember it goes both ways. Mm. And I want to go in there and remember that, you know, like be is this the right use of the word discerning be discerning of my needs in that day you know on that day in that in those moments throughout the day when I'm teaching my lesson when I'm having the thought whatever it might be listen to myself recognize that whatever happens either I'm not right for the school or they're not right for me or you know just be more aware of that whole experience and not allow myself it's like it's like existing above a certain level, isn't it? I can operate above this level, if that, above the level of feeling myself. Mm. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like above yeah. the level of feeling what I'm feeling, um, I can operate outside of it, and that's why it feels like trickery because it's like, whoa, hang on a minute. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing when we disconnect with feeling, yeah. we're relying on. It's almost like being blindfolded and walking around a city, being like. I mean, you know, trying to find your way. Mm. Um, oh yeah, we can we we can really we can use other things like our intuition. And I, I was gonna ask you, like I was this little kind of whether it feels contracting or expansive. And I can just try this with you now on some like general things. And I just want you mm-hmm. to notice if your body feels contracting or expansive. And what I mean okay. is like do you feel like a kind of a relax or a kind of tightening as I say these things mm-hmm. so living in Sheffield expansive yeah yeah the idea of staying in Sheffield for another five years contracting Interesting. yeah, <laughs> yeah. living abroad and now I have to go with my gut which was expansive mm. but then I also tensed up a bit okay so there's so, something yeah. there just mm. maybe different yeah different parts yeah. of you um speaking languages expansive yeah so do you see like your body can tell you right and we mm. can we have that to access sometimes it's really obvious and with other things it might be a bit harder so like how do you feel about the school you're gonna go and have an interview at <sighs> gosh just noticing what your body does when I say that. Say it again. <laughs> the school you're having an interview at. It, I honestly think expansive, mm. although I'm slightly aware that I feel like that response exists 
above that level that I just mentioned mm. I don't know why and yeah. I don't know that sounds really contradictory but you know it's like there's this version of myself there's this version of my body where it feels expansive mm. but there's also you know a yeah. bit more yeah yeah mm. and I think yeah just inviting you to as you go about your interview day just notice how you feel you know yeah. you don't just just see like I, I went for a job interview back in October, November time. And I just, kept, I was like, I am tense in this building. Mm. I I feel on edge. I feel like I can't be myself. Mm. I'm, I'm tense. And I didn't actually get offered the job, but I also mm. had to really acknowledge how I was feeling. Yeah, And I, I've done so much work on creating a life where I feel relaxed and good mm. that I now know when it doesn't feel good but yeah. I think maybe 10 years ago I would have just been like well obviously I have to feel like that it's work or obviously it's got to feel a little bit off yeah so you know that. it's also allowing yourself like yeah. you feel good you're allowed yeah. to feel good yeah you're allowed to take your time to make decisions you're allowed yeah. to like really sit with things until you're like yeah this is the next step for me yeah yeah I don't know if you agree or not but for me that honestly I I was thinking about this yesterday because I was trying on different outfits and I hate I hate that part of an interview day when I don't look like myself mm. um especially smart clothes for me I feel like a little girl dressed up in <laughs> ladies clothes you know like it it doesn't work for me and I and I found I've found an outfit tomorrow that I feel a bit more comfortable in but yeah just when you said that, you know, and that, that feels really bodily. Like, no wonder that feels wrong because it's literally all over my yeah. body. You know, this this thing that doesn't feel right. Um, and it, when it, when I catch myself in the mirror, I'm like, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not me. But I can't turn up looking like this, unfortunately. <laughs> so. And, you know, even just noticing, like, what would it be like to have a job where you could wear what you wanted, you know? And, mm. you know, that's these all of these things are choices yeah yeah and there might be schools where there's no staff uniform or no kind of dress code where know, I went now that that is the case actually. oh really yeah <laughs> no there are certain things about the school where I am that really fit me you know really do suit me yeah but I'm hearing from you like yeah real need for authenticity yeah a kind of softening as well a softening yeah. into like what you're allow allowed to feel or yeah you know the kind of maybe like I was hearing quite a fight it's like me against the parents me against the kids me against mm. the school maybe there's something that's just like hmm. yeah softening yeah just seeing what that's like for a bit yeah a bit more I, I just I <laughs> yeah exactly so floaty um, I, I like I really like this idea of just saying I'm allowed to feel good that's really yeah. yeah and what like if you were allowed to feel good mm. what would you do over the next few months in school or out <laughs> <laughs> in school if I'm allowed to feel good then I think it's like bringing a lot more gentleness to my lessons you know like mm -hmm. I know that there are school policies and that there are school expectations and I 
it's not like I'm not fully on board with most of them. It's just that I I strongly believe that you know the approach that would feel more authentic to me doesn't quite marry up with certain um policies I guess but that's not to say I want to go against any policies I think it's just yeah just an idea of it would feel good to be in my classroom and yeah say those words as I'm allowed to feel good right now and therefore I'd, I'd love to see actually just what then what comes from that mm -hmm. uh, I'll keep you posted because I can't I'm not sure right now but yeah. yeah having that mantra I wonder what will come out of it I think it will be a more gentle version of myself a more positive version of myself um yeah also think what you'll be modeling to the kids mm, because yeah. I think we do have such a responsibility as teachers to be, we're basically one of the only adults that kids see yeah and so often kids just have this role model who's stressed and tired and overworked and yeah that's you know and actually it's, it's like being who do you want to yeah what do you want to what do you what energy do you want in your classroom what do you want yeah to be bringing to them Mm, that's such a good point yeah and what you'll then get back and you know that's like as well sometimes I, I it's really difficult to marry up like this care and recognition that you're giving to yourself with well hang on a minute though I'm supposed to be putting the kids first but what you just said is like well I am putting I am still you mm -hmm. know then it's I, that just really reminded me that that feels like a really caring thing to do for them as well. Oh my God, totally. Yeah. I always say this to teachers that I work with, like, imagine you were having a, an operation, like, would you want a doctor who was really underslept yeah. or someone who was like, had had like a long holiday and felt really refreshed? Like, obviously you want the doctor who's like, yeah. had enough sleep, but yet so many teachers are teaching like completely exhausted yeah and 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 what I'm hearing from you is this isn't necessarily about like needing more sleep it's actually a gentleness that you're allowing mm. yourself and that feels yeah. that sounds like a kind of energy saving something there's a quality in in how you might show up mm. yeah wow yeah. and yeah I love what you said about how actually it's it is for the kids yeah you giving to yourself is for the kids because you're going to have more well it's just like a lovely atmosphere isn't it when you're yeah. okay they're okay yeah hmm. hmm so we're coming to the end of our coaching time and I just yeah what do you want to well what feels clearer about your decision to leave stay in teaching what's what's coming up for you what feels clearer is taking these things forward for the next few months and seeing how it goes in the sense of okay it's not too much to ask I am allowed to feel good in this moment on this day in this job and therefore, if I'm really, really listening to what my body's trying to say, what my needs are trying to tell me, then I can, then I think, so it's, it's what's feeling clear is it's not clear yet. Mm, <laughs> so, great. You know, great my awareness. decision, yeah, is, is not clear. And that's, I feel like that's such a positive place to be in actually, because honestly, a week ago, I tried to hand my notice in. <laughs> And you, can you feel know, rushed, and it, and it, right? <laughs> like we have to know, yeah. have to know, yeah. 
and th- thankfully they sort of talked me out of it but it was like yeah thank god because this is fine and also trying to like tap into parts of me like you've just reminded me of course I care about the kids I thought I didn't you know I really got to the point where I was like I don't care this is you know why should I of course I do I always wanted to do this job I always wanted to care for people so Mm. yeah that feels clear that feels like okay Emily you are actually being yourself you know like in you can be yourself in this job Mm. um but yeah it's kind of like still remains to be seen though in terms of yeah can certain needs be met and if not that's fine and if and if so then I can start to recognize that but I think it's like what's clear is I need a bit more time I don't feel that pressure now and I don't feel so panicked well done well done you you. (laughs) well done you (laughs) (laughs) and I think on the kind of well done you what do you want to recognize in yourself Oh, I don't know. I suppose just what I what I just said really. I, I it's nice to remember that I'm a caring person. Mm. Sometimes I just feel like such a cow. <laughs> so Aww. you know, it's like, well, actually, that I do it's welcome care. as well. <laughs> True. The cow will True. be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. nice you do really that. care, Emily. The fact that you're taking your time to think about this at all shows you mm. care. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will end our coaching there. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else you want to say before I stop recording? Whilst it's recording, I definitely want to thank you. But I will also thank you off recording just because I've never done those. I've never done that before. And, mm. I, you know, I'll admit, I obviously there was a slight uncomfortableness for me to do it just, just because it was different, not because mm. I wasn't willing. So thank you. You know, like it's really refreshing to just come at it from a different angle. Mm. And I had no idea going into tonight what to expect, you know. And, I, and, and neither did I. That's the yeah, beauty of the coach. I was like, yeah. I have no idea what we're going to do. But, this is what's amazing is like sometimes we could have sat there and cerebrally been like hmm so how could you feel valued and like what yeah. what strategies are there but it's like sometimes we just need to be in the body absolutely and we're so disconnected from it yeah but yeah doing this is called process coaching so it's one okay. of the three things that I do on coactive which is what I trained in and it's so I mean it's even I do this with a lot of my teachers now and some of them come in and they're like, oh, I just now do that with myself. Like mm. now they've learned it. And this is something you can do now. Like when you have something come up, you can name it. What is the feeling? And, it, you know, for people listening to this podcast, this is something you can all do. When a feeling comes up or a, or a perspective or something, it's like name it. Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it sadness? Like, is it like, yeah, feeling unvalued, not overlooked? And you can then see where it is in the body and then look at try and find I know you were a bit like I don't really know how to answer that but then something mm. comes doesn't it it's like mm. oh it's black or it's green <laughs> or it's bubbly or it's stuck mm. and then you can kind of even just by looking and trying to describe it that in itself dissolves a lot because you're giving it attention yeah. and it just wants to be noticed yeah 
and that's the thing Russ that's the that's the, the process of just being with and then seeing what happens mm. and and often yeah often it's enough sometimes it changes sometimes as you found you accept it sometimes it turns into something else mm. sometimes it completely disappears <laughs> it's interesting. It's, yeah yeah and um, the, the idea of what would you say is like the opposite to something being cerebral like you said our conversation could have been very cerebral mm. which to me went back to I think what I was trying to explain before about like my preparation for this interview it's all just been on that level like and I think that is the yeah. right word it's cerebral would you say the opposite is like bodily embodied um, probably yeah. yeah embodied yeah yeah and there is a time for cerebral there's a time for logic yeah. right um yeah. there's definitely times for pros and cons list and like let's look at what what's important to me and whether this fits it you know because also sometimes our body might be going don't take this job but there's something else going on so you know Mm -hmm. I think we need all parts of us it's like a team right you know you might have your intuition your brain your body others ideas Mm. and I guess you take all of that into account and we've done a bit more of the kind of body today but you also may go and have a I actually remember a boss once saying to me when I was trying to make the decision to, between two jobs, either to take a pro- promotion at the office I worked at or mm. to go and live in Austria and work mm-hmm. for an ed- education startup. I was really torn. And she said, make a list of the pros and cons and then tear it up and go with your gut. <laughs> and I actually think that was the best advice mm, I've ever had around decision making yeah. because you kind of need to get it all down. But ultimately, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah I love that. but you might need to tell your brain that you've done some logical thinking <laughs> yeah awesome. done the work let me listen now <laughs> yeah thank you so much it's been so lovely to chat to you and best thank of luck you. with all your decisions thank you so much thank you again emily for coming on the show if you'd like to find out more about the work I do with teachers, you can email me sarah at coachingforteachers.co.uk or you can visit my website coachingforteachers.co.uk forward slash hello.
of the drum, the beating of the drum, the beating of the light, the beating of the drum, the beating of the drum, the beating of the drum, the beating of the drum.